This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, you cross-eyed fucking curly haired suck faces? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Genius Brain. We are shooting this in the morning because we're getting shit done and we're here to talk about stuff. I am your co-host, David So. And I am your other co-co-co-host, Joe Jitsukawa, baby. Yo, so uh, my parents, uh, I flew my parents in from uh, Sacramento. Oh, what? <laughs> to, For your birthday? Did I forget? <laughs> like, I love my dad, but I forget how fucking annoying he is sometimes. Because he has this very weird habit. You know, like, when you chill with somebody, it's okay for there to be, like, silences. Yeah. It, like, if, for example, this this is an appropriate time for there to be a silence. It's when you're watching a fucking movie. Yeah, you just kind of watch and chill. So we're, we're watching shit. And my dad has this very odd habit of when we watch stuff. He always has to say something. And I think, like, the annoying <laughs> part about him having to say something is that it, it doesn't even have anything to do with the movie. Oh. Like, we were watching the movie, and then my dad, out of nowhere, he goes... Toilet seats are interesting, huh? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean, right? He goes, you know, toilet seats are just, sometimes they're cold when you sit on them, and sometimes they're warm. <laughs> and I look at my dad, and I'm like, what are you saying? Like, why are you saying this right now, right? He's just talking. And so I'm like, okay, what the, even if... Even if that had something to do with the movie, why are you talking right now? Like, don't talk. Like, just watch the book. So my mom gets so annoyed. What was his point? There is no point. He just wanted to start a conversation in the middle of the fucking movie? Exactly. Like, we're watching this movie in my apartment, and then my mom just, even my mom gets annoyed, so she goes, okay. (laughs) She gets up, and then she walks into my room and just starts watching shit on her phone. Wow. She's so annoyed. (laughs) Because she has to deal with that 24-7. Yeah. Are your parents together all day, every day? All the time. That's why when I see, because you know... Because Bart and Gio, they work really well together, right? Yeah. And they had their own system. But even when they work together, they're still kind of working separately. Yeah, you know? they have separate space. They might be in the same environment, but they might not be in the same meeting. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing something separate. But yeah. when, even when I see that, like I, it reminds me of my parents because I see them working together side by side all the fucking time. And I think that's why they get into so many fights. It's not so much yeah. that they that they're they're so different or they hate each other it's more like if you see somebody's fucking face yeah. 24 hours a day seven days a fucking week you don't get a break from their energy no yeah because they work at the same business yeah and they have to look at each other all the fucking time damn so and, and they don't have the skills in their mind to like yeah. resolve conflict and then my mom I, we were in the car and then same thing when we were in the car going back uh, back home. My dad is just talking, talking, talking. And then my mom's just like, shut up. That's exactly, that's exactly what she said. She's like, shut up. <laughs> my dad's just cracking up. She goes, see, your mom has to hear this all the time. But now you guys have to hear it. <laughs> so 
awesome. My dad even knows. He even knows he's doing this shit. So he, he's probably just got like a lot of pent up shit going on and he's bored out of his brain. That's and exactly. He's, like, he's kind of like, you know, like, like a, if you leave a dog home too long. Yeah. And then you finally take him out to walk. He can't. He wants to smell everything. Pool. Fucking every single dog, every single person. They're just too much. That's exactly what my dad is, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was so hard to deal with. And it's so innocent. But at the same time, it's just I have to sit there and just take it. And I just don't understand. It's like, I don't mind him talking, but it just it's at the most inappropriate times. And the subject matter doesn't make any sense. So I don't even know what to say. Like, even during the film, he goes, my, my brother has a girlfriend and he knows her fucking name. Yeah. Like, he knows her fucking name. Right. And he goes, oh, you know, Elizabeth. And my brother's like, what? Why did you why did you call her that? Right. He goes, well, I saw it on her Instagram. He goes, yeah, but that's her middle name. And you know, that's her middle name. So why are you saying that? Right. And he goes, oh, should I call her something different? And my brother's like, you just you, you just want to talk. This is the talk at this point. Like, just don't say anything. Like, what does he want to say? I don't he's know. He's like a child. Yeah. He's like beating around the bush. And he's like, oh, you know, toilet seats. <laughs> when are you going to get married? Yeah. You know, like that's, the- he's trying to open up into that or something. Yeah. There's no there's no point to the conversation yeah. so i don't know where to take it so even if you're if you are talking it's like what am i where is this conversation going dude where where it's like we're in a boat he just opens up a sail and he goes time for adventure <laughs> you know? does he watch all your stuff uh not all my mom does but not my dad oh yeah. what if he watches this and he's like shiba that's not what it is <laughs> and he calls you Hey, I have adult ADD, motherfucker. I know. I know exactly what I want to say. They don't have friends like to break up that. They do. So they do have friends. So like, they just annoy each other or what's going on? You know what it is, too? My, my, my parents don't have a lot of friends. And it's yeah. not because, you know, my dad was a pastor, so he's a social human being. But my dad's very selective about the people that he keeps because he's been fucked over so many yeah. times. You know, so like I think in our lives, like uh, because he's a pastor and he's so giving, he created a decent community. But. You know when you have when when you give so much, yeah. Uh, you ex- sometimes like internally you expect somebody to reciprocate that same type of love back, but a lot of the times for my dad's case, he got burned so much. Damn, he's an innocent girl that got cheated on too much, and, sh- and then she became a hoe. <laughs> yeah. So my dad's like, so my She's dad like, fuck all guys. <laughs> so that's why, like, even for me, I, I become like highly skeptical of people is because yeah. my dad built that in me because I've seen him get fucked over so many oh, times. Yeah. Like I've witnessed it. You know what I mean? So my dad, uh, we have like a few friends, but it's like friends that he's kept since ever. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Victor Kim. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Victor Kim. The dancer. The dancer um, from like, Quest Group. Yeah. Yeah. So Victor Kim, uh, his parents and my parents have been friends since I was a little kid. In um, Since Korea or like? No, since uh, since America. Mm. So like when we were super, I'm talking about since I was like five or four years old. Yeah. So I've known Victor since we were little, little kids. And so um, they still... They're still friends till this day. And they have dinner like every other Sunday. Um, there's like uh, like Abe, Abe's parents. Like yeah. I call Abe my cousin only because I've known him since I was like two years old. But, but they they were friends before your guys' birth or? I think before my birth. Yeah. It's, it's been a long fucking time, dude. <laughs> That's tight. And so like uh, my mom and his mom are our best friends. So they talk on the phone a lot. Well, that's pretty good because that's a great segue to the question of the day. So the other day... I went on Twitter and I asked, like, we're about to go film. Uh-huh. What's a good question, right? And I, I like and this I, shit. And I got this one right here. Amelia 8924755. That's a lot of numbers, girl. <laughs> but Amelia asked, you guys have the best group of friends. Tips on how to find the right people and to get and to let go of the bad ones. I've been leaving people lately and kind of have none. 
or no one, but they've hurt me bad and they weren't good friends. Is it better to be alone for some years or should I go back? Damn, dude, that's a deep one, man. Oh, shit. That opens up into a lot of things, man. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's crazy how it just naturally kind of flowed into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think friends is like. It's so important, right? Like we're social creatures. Even if you're introvert and you like being alone, human beings are such social creatures. And for a lot of people on their deathbed or like they say, you know, you ask seniors like what what's the number one thing you regret or like what would you do differently in life? And everyone's like, I would have spent more time with friends and family. Oh, yeah. That's all they talk about. Friends and family. That's what matters the most for human beings. Yeah. But like, you know, when we're young, it's like we, we think about our career. We think about you know, our goals, our hobbies and everything else, everything else that doesn't really matter. You know, when I, when I was building friendships growing up, you know, we talked about this. I think like we, I think you and I were similar in the sense of like, we, I think we could float and mold to a lot of different groups. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things that kind of messed up in that sense was, well, here's a good thing about that is that I got to pick and choose who I wanted to be around with. But sometimes I felt like for me, um, up to a certain point in high school, I kept on trying to mold who I was to fit somebody else, right? Oh. So a lot of the times when when people are young, th- they develop friendships not so much on how these people make me feel. They want acceptance. Yeah, yeah, but it's more like how these people will make me look. Oh, like these are these are the cool girls. Yeah. I want to be a part of the hot cool girls. Exactly. Or like, so, or like these are the guys that always like the popular dudes. I yeah. want to be in that group because I'm one of them. Because if you look at if you look at the JK group, all I, I feel like. Even even the way things are are staffed and the way people work in the company, yeah, um, everybody is very very different. But the one thing that I think a lot of the people have in this company is that they're very true to themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. None, nobody in the company is there to to kind of appease other people. So, mm-hmm. so they they still have their very own identity, yeah. and that's what I really connect with at the end of the day. And if they don't. They don't stick around very long. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I think you're right about that because I always love people when they are comfortable with themselves. Cause like, it's like, if you know you're a nerd, but mm-hmm. you wear it with a badge of honor and you love your geek stuff and, and whatever, then to me, it's like, that's oh, cool. you're cool because you're comfortable with yourself. Or like, you know, like the Wong Fu guys, yeah. you know, I, I always told them they were gay. Like, <laughs> you know? That whole nice guy stuff, I yeah. was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. But, I mean, what I loved about them is that they wore it with a badge of honor. They're like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. Like, I'm a, yeah. you know, like, I'm not like these other guys. Like, that's just who I am. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome, dude. I love that about you. Yeah. But we met a lot of people that are always fronted. Like, yeah. like, come on, man. You're not from the hood. You're from somewhere else. But why do you speak that way? Yeah. You grew up about, around a bunch of white people. And then I don't know why you act like that. And then it's like, come on, man. You're not you're you're not who you say you are. We can see right through you. Yeah. Fuck that. And those are the people that I feel like we generally dislike. Yeah. Like, you know, just to go back to the Wang Fu guys, like they, they grew up very different from us. Yeah. They grew up in a complete different environment. Even their content is different. Right. So even for me, when I first started off YouTube and I and I looked at the Wang Fu stuff, I was like, this shit's whack. Um, not because of what it looked like. It's because it didn't resonate with oh, me. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's not... To me now, I respect them as artists. Like it's oh, not for sure. Wa- it's not bad work. Their yeah. work is great, and I love. And then, and then the first thing that I loved about them is the uh, "Strangers Again" video. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. like, that's something I can connect with, regardless 
of like, you know, taste. Yeah. It's just different taste. Yeah. Right. Like it's like, it's different. It's like some people prefer hamburgers over pho or whatever. Yeah. So in that sense, I agree. Yeah. Like whenever I first, I was like, man, this is, this is not for me. And it, and then I think a lot of people who like their content were, you know, high school, college girls. And yeah. like, it was just a different group of people. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, no matter how different they are, I still resonate with them a lot. You know, yeah. like we, we still fuck with them heavy. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Yep. And to go back to that, there's also a couple of YouTubers that I know where they, they're also like in that Asian American crowd. And I, every time I look at them, I just want to slap the fucking shit out of them <laughs> just because, just because they're not comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And every time, like I've had a conversation with them, they, they, always try to be something that they're not yeah. and people can sense that shit yeah. you know like who, like if you're if you're the dweeb just be the fucking dweeb and then yeah. i can connect with that you know I'll, I'll find some kind of common ground to 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 spark a conversation to be your friend yeah but if you don't know who you are if yeah. you're constantly bouncing around from different identities then that shows me that i can't trust you i don't trust you for shit yeah you know it's like some people go through this in junior high and high school and then they figure it out yeah but some people they don't um, get a chance to do this until they're older. Like, um, you know, like I, I, I had a friend who was like, I, I made this friend like after college. Right. And he, he was, I think he was always a like kind of like a geeky dude, but then mm-hmm. like he finally was able to be cool with everybody because of his skills in film. Yeah. And then like, he would keep bragging around us about like how he was in a frat and he was in this and all that. <laughs> and I'm all like, I don't care what your history was. I don't, you know, you don't, to me, it felt like there were, he was trying to like always be like, yeah, I'm one of you guys. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm fascinated about something that's different in a, like that's unique to you, you know, but I, I know you're lying. Yeah. That's what I don't like. It's like, Stop fucking exaggerating and lying because you're you're just completely you're a fraud. Yeah. Like you're not being real with me. I mean, if you were a part of band and if you're a part of these things, like tell me what that was like. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, you're a fucking band geek, bro. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, Bart was a band geek. Yeah. You know, like, I don't. Yeah. Dude, there's this kid. <laughs> when I went to UCR. So there was um two kids. Uh, One guy. There's there's two Andes that were so fucking weird. There was Korean Andy, and then there was fucking Chinese Andy, right? So <laughs> don't name your kid Andy. <laughs> yeah, do not name <laughs> your kid weird. Andy. If you're an Andy out there, mm. but uh, Andy, this is his name was spelled and die, right? A N D D I E. I kid you not, that was how you spelled his fucking Damn. name. And the only way that I could differentiate them is I would just call him and die. Right? And die. And I would specifically do that. He hated that shit, but he used to fucking annoy me because he was like one of those dudes. So I just yeah. call him and die. Yeah. Let me tell you how fucking phony this guy is, right? Number one, when I came to that school, I never acted like I was a thug, yeah. right? But I guess like when they when people hear you speak, they they kind of assume what you are. Yeah. But mind you, like if you just looked at me, right? Like fucking dweeby glasses and you know, yeah. like you would never think but this guy every time he's spoke- like that's like when people don't really have any black friends and then when oh, they yeah. finally hang out around black people, they start they try to go extra urban and shit. Yeah. It was Yo, yo, yo. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? That's so it's so cringy, man. So the funny thing about college is what you can do in college and what you'll find out if you're not in college yet, you will always find these people and you'll sniff them out. They'll 
they when they go to a university, they go, okay, nobody knows me here. I'm going to create my own identity. Yeah. And this is what this guy was trying to do. Yeah. They try to start fresh. Yeah. yeah. So this motherfucker, right? He was by definition, and I'm not talking about like geek in terms of like what he likes. I'm talking about geek as in he is so cringy. He was so fucking cringy, dude. He showed up. I kid you not when I first met him. He, it's like he looked up a video about how to walk like a thug and then he tried to imitate it. You know what I mean? Did yeah. it look like he had a broken leg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot make this shit up. So he's walking around like, you know, just kind of like, yo, 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 yo. And then he wore this black wife beater. And oh, these, my God. And like these baggy pants, which at the time weren't even in. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this fool doing, dude? <laughs> And then he's like, he starts like, yeah, man, yo, what's up, man? Yo, I got some homies and stuff like that. I'm hard, blah, blah, blah. Like, and we're, we're, I'm sitting there just, just dying on the inside. Like, what is this guy fucking doing? You're in college, you fool. He's a, exactly, yeah. he's in a university. Yeah. What's the whole point of this shit? So, my last straw was this. So, there was this dude in college. His name was James. And this guy was a klepto. He, he, he oh, likes like stealing, loves stealing. And mind you, he's a rich kid. Like yeah. he's from, he's from, uh, from diamond bar. He oh. lives in the country that, yeah. that, that fucking secluded, like yeah. gated area. That's where like Snoop lives and shit. Yeah. Guy's mad rich, but he's a klepto loves to steal. Um, we used to go to uh food for less to get all of our shit. Yeah. I'm talking about, he's so good at stealing that I didn't know how to steal shit until I saw him. I've, I've never really stolen stuff, yeah. but he would steal stuff so well because he would take things as if it was already his. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's, it would look that's like. That's how you got to steal. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't look like he's stealing anything. Yeah, you can't be like. Exactly. He just walks in. Yeah, you go. And so for him, what he would do is he would steal his Hungry Man dinners. And so we would put that in our dorm fridges, right? That was stealing shit like he's poor. He's rich, though. I'm talking he's balling, bro. acts like he's Aladdin and he needs an apple and shit. Yo. He's so rich. Why the fuck is he stealing food? Dude? I don't know. I'm talking about he's so fucking rich. When we went to his place out in Diamond Bar, yeah. like his place looks like a fucking castle. He had a tennis court in the back. And I think like it looked like a helicopter landing pad. I think I'm exaggerating it right now, but that's what it looked like yeah. to me. And back in the day, he had like a 50 inch plasma TV and that shit was like 10 grand. Wow. This is like in 2005. Yeah. So he had that on his wall. That's how ball it is. And mind you, he's 18 at this point. But anyways, he's stealing some shit, right? So he stole for the thrill. Yeah. yeah. So just the Hungry Man dinners, stole it. And so when we went back to the dorm, we're like, yo, we got to put this in all of everybody's fridges. Yeah. We're just giving it to everybody in the dorm. Yeah. We'll just put it in their fridges and they'll be cool with it. Here, just take it anyways. Yeah. It was free. So this dude, Andy, comes up, right? I fucking shit you not. Walks up. He goes, hey. So this, this dude, his name is Rishi. He goes, hey, Rishi, can I talk to you? He goes, Rishi. Yo, man, uh, yo, I've been into some shit, so uh, I can't have these Hungry Man dinners in my fridge because, you know, because ah. the, the popo might come after ah. me. Talk. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking cringing just talking about this. I completely forgot about this guy. He goes, yo, so I need you to take the Hungry Man dinners out because I might get into some shit. You know, the cops be looking after me. They got my, they got my phone tapped. Oh. Oh my god i'm not even fucking shitting you dude and i got so He's fucking under mad. surveillance and the hungry man dinners <laughs> might put him in a jail dude i got so fucking mad like i had it at this point oh i looked I, sh- I, sh- I looked at this dude and i said dude what the fuck are you talking about man what is the is the cops gonna fucking fly through the fucking window and scream <laughs> where's the hungry man dinners nobody gives a fuck dude i was so mad especially because he's such a thug you yeah. could tell that he feels guilty he's afraid yep he doesn't want to be caught with stolen goods from hungry man dinners i know and like that's how you know how innocent he is oh, 
God, dude, it made me cringe. He probably was getting anxiety. Like, oh my God, not the Salisbury steak. <laughs> that was highly sought after. At that point, I just kept on fucking with the guy because he irritated me so much. It was like, dude, this is not working for you. Just be yourself. So I would have kept it going. That's hilarious, dog, dude. I just... I, that was the last straw He's for me. He's under investigation. From what? <laughs> From man, they got my phone tap, man. Talk. I'm a secret agent, you know? Like, I got... <laughs> oh, shit. You know, I, I got this bubblegum thing I'm, I got going on, you know? It's, you know, I'm, I got a... I've been stealing Winterfresh. You, know? <laughs> you guys are saying, like, when I, when I write a lot of these scripts... <clears throat> And you see these weird characters that pop up. It's literally these type of human beings that I meet. I there's catalog. nothing funnier than the truth. It, there's nothing yeah. funnier. Like it almost sounds so made up, but I can't even make shit up like this. So <laughs> there's even the Kim Jong Il character. If you guys remember that kid, that is based off of a real human being that I've met. Number one is based off my uncle, who's a weirdo. Yeah. And number two is also the other Andy in the college dorm that I met. Yeah. And that's who I base these characters off of. Yeah. But these people, nobody fuck with them because they just couldn't be themselves. Right. They just really couldn't. And some people too, they're so good at hiding it that a lot of people buy into it. Yeah. There was another. I mean, I've been fooled many times. Yeah. Yeah. It's likable people. Yeah. I mean, sometimes things are too perfect, but you just can't accept that something might be wrong with this dude because mm-hmm. you like being around them and hanging out like even in relationships right i mean guys and girls get manipulated all the time yeah from like it's like it's like it's like nice guys like sometimes there's genuine nice guys but there's like those weird ones that are like they actually want to bone the crap out of this girl yeah, yeah, but then yeah. they're pretending to be the friend it's the church old buddy yeah <laughs> But they're not honest with their feelings and shit, and then but they don't want to let go of that like closeness with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, they, I, you know, guys also do that just because they're afraid of rejection. Like they they could always just say, "Oh, I was just trying to be your friend." Yeah, but that's manipulation. Yeah, for sure, it's it not. Is. It's not, and then they don't know that they're doing it. But I think a lot of these guys too, they don't know that how fraudulent they are yeah i think they just really want to be something so i hate that term like fake it till you make it because a lot of people misinterpret what that means oh that's right you know? like they're gonna dress the part they're gonna act the part because they want to be accepted as this image of who they want to be yeah. it's pretty complex if you think about it yeah it's like it's like a person who is like let's say they have low confidence right mm-hmm. but they like i'm in college now i'm gonna start fresh like i used to be bullied all the time in high school but now i'm gonna change things so now i'm gonna be like super confident and i'm gonna be different and that's cool and all but there's a fine line between like challenging yourself and being a fraud and i think mm. the people that don't understand the difference they become frauds because they do shortcuts mm. and like in, you know for that kid and die you know if you're listening to this dude you are fucking weird what you could have done conversely was not pretend to be a thug. You yeah. could have just been confident in who you are, the dweeb. And he yeah. was a really smart guy. Yeah. You know, you could have just been confident in that human being. And mind you, in our dorm, there were a, it's there was a lot of like dweeby dudes, but they were so dope because they just were open about who yeah. they were. And that was that was the cool part was their confidence. And yeah. that was the difference, man. Yo, I got a, a homie hit me up recently. His name is Tony. Guy go up in Gardena just like you. Um but he was like a, he was like a magnet school student, but and he never pretended like to be a thug or anything. But he was such for, to me he was such a cool dude just because I could connect with him so well because he was always honest with himself. Yeah. Now mind you, he was also weird, but a weird type of way that I like. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, like he was so fucking weird. This guy. <laughs> for <laughs> so we were dorm mates, and then one day he told me to come into the bathroom. He goes, "Hey, David, can you check out my pee real quick?" And I was like. <laughs> 
all right, you know, we're, we're, we're always, I'm like, all right, I'll check out your pee. He goes, yo, is that a normal color? Bro, I'm talking about his pee was pure brown. What? Does he not drink water? So check this out. I go, yo, you're dehydrated. Yeah. Right? And he has migraines all the time. Like, you're yeah, fucking, that's dehydration right there. I was like, you're dehydrated. Why is your pee so brown, right? I was like, when's the last time you drink water? He goes, I don't drink water. Like, he said it as a statement. I don't drink water. I was like, yo. That's for peasants. Yo, Tony. I'm like, you don't drink water? He goes, yeah. I'm thinking about giving up a soda for Lent so I could drink more water. I was like, wait, you you mean you don't drink water a lot? He goes, no, I don't drink water. He hasn't drank water since he was a kid and he only drinks soda. I'm surprised he's not diabetic. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Well, he had gout before and shit too. But oh, fuck. So he, and he wasn't really fat either. Yeah. So he only drank soda specifically cactus cooler he got me into cactus cooler <laughs> yo you know you know norcal Cal- <laughs> Nor- didn't have cactus cooler really it didn't have cactus cooler at that time that's such an elementary drink dude. <laughs> yeah so he was like yo do you know what do you, what do you know about cactus cooler i was like yo what, what the fuck is cactus cooler i had that shit one of the one of my favorite sodas on earth what the then they had no idea, but he yeah. only drank cactus cooler, and I think it was a squirt or some shit like that. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So for Lent, he gave up soda, and yeah. in the first two weeks, I kid you not, he could barely make it to school because of the migraines he was having from withdrawal Fuck. from the sugar withdrawal. Fuck yeah. And I damn. It, so he he said that when he drank water, it it tasted like he was drinking uh like liquid metal. Oh, because it's uh disgusting to him. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it like, doesn't taste like sugar and. Yeah. yeah, and so that dude, he was so fucking weird, but I fuck with him on. Yeah. He just never drank water before. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's because of the type of people we are. Yeah. Like, we're actually, we have a lot of eclectic friends. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. But I think the normal world out there is very judgmental, mm. very uncomfortable, very political. Like, I, I, I mean... It's difficult. Like a lot of, you know, like if if we, you know, we're comfortable with ourselves, right? Yeah. But if imagine being self-conscious again and, and worried about the opinions of other people, how they judge you, right? I think that becomes a real threat for most people. So when you're out there trying to make friends, it's like you feel like you're weird and different and, and you just want people to accept you. I think that's what a lot of people go through. So for them, it's hard to make friends where I had to think about this a lot because like it comes natural to me. Yeah. Like if I want to talk to someone, I talk to someone. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what they think. You're my entertainment. And if I like you, I choose to be your friend or not. Right. Like that's how I think social people kind of think. Mm-hmm. If you're social, you're just like opening your mouth and just like killing time. And I'm not these thoughts don't even like happen in my head. Oh, there's no game plan. You know, it just no, happens. It, it just, just happens. Flows out. And then it, you become natural at doing it because we've done it for so many years. But I had to think about it a lot because Jess is actually very um, like introverted. Well, in a way where she's like she's very selective with her friends. You know, she has like a handful of homegirls that she spent, you know, years being close with. Mm-hmm. And then what I noticed was like, oh, shit, we're like almost the opposite. Like she can be. Um, business is what I call it. Like most people, they have to be business, right? Like when you go to the workplace or when you go shopping, everybody has this like kind of role that they're playing. Yeah. They don't show their real self. I mean, she's real. She doesn't front. But I think um, just by over the years talking to her and I was like, oh, fuck, this is what a lot of our fans go through. Yeah. Is, um, you know, they... 
they don't know if people accept them. They don't know if they trust people. They don't, there's just a lot of like uncertainty that goes in through their minds. So I think like they can't easily make friends and they, once people get burned, it's like a bad breakup. You get your heart broken. You don't want to try again. All this stuff happens. But to me, humans have always been entertainment and I've been fucked over, Mm. but I kind of like, oh, well, you know, like I've always had a lot of close friends. So if I lose one, I'm like, I got 10 more. Not that that one wasn't important, but I always kind of had this, I guess, defense mechanism in my head that like, kind of like, well, that sucked. And then I move on. Mm. But then I learn from it. Like there are times I think the younger I was, it was like, it burned me and I stuck on and I was like, I can't believe I got fucked over and all that. But then like how much time I spent on being feeling fucked over has changed over the years. And then after a while, you just get used to it. It's like being rejected a lot. Like in the very beginning, you talk to girls and then she rejects you and then you're heartbroken. You don't want to try. But you keep trying and trying and trying. And if a girl tells you no, it's like, okay. You know, like, so what? It doesn't make me a shitty person or whatever. We're going to get into this quick little uh, sponsored ad real quick. So uh, let's dive into that. Can I tell you guys something? Can I tell you what this Genius Brain podcast is brought to you by? I think it's Skillshare. Multiple notes for no damn reason. So if you guys don't know what Skillshare is, Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. So basically what I'm saying is that if you have a new passion out there, you have a side hustle that you want to start or begin, um, this is a great way to go at it. Skillshare basically gives you that knowledge at your motherfucking fingertips, my friends. So for me, the classes that I'm taking right now specifically have to do with photography because photography is something that I like to do on the side. And because I did it through an apprenticeship uh, back in the day, uh, there's a lot of Uh, I guess you could say like fundamental basics that I don't know and going through these courses helped me out and it kind of adheres to the way that I like to learn, which is on my own time. So a lot of the times when you go through traditional courses or classes, sometimes it's a little derived and it doesn't teach you the things that you want to learn. What with Skillshare, it has like your own library and you could, you know, fast forward or rewind or learn however the hell you want. So that's why I fuck with Skillshare a lot. So remember people, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Genius Brain listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash brain. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash brain to start your two months now. That is Skillshare.com slash brain. When you guys are on there, let me know the courses that you're taking. If you like it, let me know in the comments below because you know what? I fucks with it. I'm using it. And trust me, people, my photo skills is getting up there. Skill share. You know, and also, like, I, I think just to go back to that girl's question, it's like you're saying you're you're cutting people out and you're, you're, you're not getting close to these people anymore. You're finding new people or you're, you find yourself being alone. <clears throat> Sometimes when, as you get older, you find out that people either grow with you or they grow without you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's you know? so true. We lost a lot of friends. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know, and sometimes like, you know, the people that you heavily fuck with, they just, you just grow to be different people. And that happens all the time. And it's okay. You know, yeah. it's like, it's not a knock on them. 
it's not a knock on yourself either. It's just more like, oh shit, I guess we don't have as much as in common as we used to. Yeah. So for example, you know, you know, probably for us, like the people that we fuck with a lot, we were doing a lot of dumb shit together. Yeah. But once we stopped doing that dumb shit, that was the only thing that was really connecting us. Yeah. We didn't really have the same values. We didn't really value education the same. We didn't value business, money, family the same. It yeah. was like, oh, I just like doing dumb shit with you. But now that I'm not doing it, we have nothing to talk about. We have nothing in common. Yeah, that's true. And so for her or him, maybe that was the case. Amelia, right? So her, maybe that was the case for you or or on top of that. And you find yourself being alone right now. Well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you some people just have to be okay with being alone. Yeah. And for me too, I, I, I think in like in high school, even when I did hang out and I was floating between all these groups, sometimes it felt like I was alone because I, I wasn't comfortable with who I was. Yeah. You know, and that and was you don't know part. who you want to be around. Yeah. Because I think the worst thing to do is hold on to shitty friends. Mm-hmm. If you know in your heart that like you, you hang out in this group and you don't feel right, there's a lot of toxic shit going on, like people talking behind each other's backs, um, doing shady stuff, like just you don't see a future like a. Like sometimes you'll be the only friend in a group of friends that want to elevate, that want to become better. And then, but your friends don't, right? This happens all the time. Mm. I had a group of friends um, that all they wanted to do was drink every weekend. And, and and they'll be like, yeah, let's get together, do business. And then the business meeting will turn into a drink fest. Yeah, And that made me feel like, fuck, dude, I want to I do something. I want to do something else. Or like even a hobby, like you might want to pick up a hobby. You want to tell your friends, let's go work out together and they don't want to do it. And you could only try so hard till you got to go find a new set of friends. Mm -hmm. Back then it was difficult to do, but now with online, like you can do it. But I also think like sometimes people think their friends are shitty or think something's wrong. But it's usually them. Oh, yeah. There's that Because there's that too. But in the very beginning, I think people have to figure out, like, what is going on? Like, why don't you like your group of friends? Mm. Like, what did they do something? Like, when people go, oh, they did me wrong. It's like, what do you mean they did you wrong? Oh, they they, they criticized my dreams. And I'm like, man, that's stupid. (laughs) Like, really did you wrong is like, what did they do? Like, did they steal from you? You know, did they spread a rumor behind your back? Like, are they really violating trust? Like, that's that's really fucked up. Most other things, it's just a misunderstanding, and you just don't communicate. Yeah, because there could be certain cases, too. For example, like, if we're giving you this advice, and you could only te- be telling us... You're only telling us literally 1% of the story. Yeah, there's no one overall rule. Right? Yeah. And so, for let's, let's just use that example for a case, right? So, let's say somebody goes, well, I'm leaving this group of friends because they always shit on my dreams. And because they shit on my dreams, I'm not going anywhere, so I got to leave these people. Well, hold on for a second. Well, let's see your habits, right? What if, in that scenario... You're actually the fuck up. You keep saying you're doing, you're going to do something and you never, ever, ever try it or accomplish it because yeah. you're lazy and you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and they're just laughing at you because you're all talk. Yeah, because you're wasting their time. Yeah, and they feel like you're lying to them. Yeah. That can happen too. I've seen it both ways where um, there there's actually a good group of friends, but this one friend thinks that everybody is against them. When in reality, they're just trying to set them straight. Like, man, quit fucking up. But it's like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's cases like that. But there's also cases where, you know, there's 
there's that person that always gets stepped on because they're so accommodating to everybody and it's Mm. like you gotta leave that shitty group of friends man those people are fucking toxic yeah dude there's i mean with this girl she's not she's not like that but it's kind of like she's so fucking nice in our group where you ever hang out with people and this is back in the day when we don't have we didn't have like a, a stable job or a lot of money and when we go out to eat there's seven people out there but for some reason when everybody puts in their money we're always short like 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah. Right? So why the fuck are we short 20 or $30? Yeah. Well, this girl would be that girl that would always just be like, here's an, she would just put an extra 50. Damn. And I think like that kind of sucked because it it got to a point where certain people in that group. They take advantage? They got they took advantage. Yeah. They expected her to do that. Yeah. You know, and I got kind of sick of it. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, and I take her side. It's like, yo, you got to stop doing that. Yeah. She goes, oh, well, we always, we're always short. It's like, it's because you keep enabling that type of habits and yeah. you're allowing people to to step over you. And she started feeling a certain way about it. Even before I had that conversation with her, she felt Does like, she enjoy rest? Does she feel like I'm, I get to rescue them? Like maybe there's a part of her that likes doing it. She's always just been that part that she's, she's always been hyper accommodating. Yeah. But I think um, that conversation had to happen with her because she started feeling like people were taking advantage of her, which they were. Yeah. But she was also enabling it. Yeah. So, you could say that until up, up to a certain point. But if if you're also getting that type of enjoyment of, oh, I'm bailing these people out and then you keep doing it without saying anything, yeah. then you have to take the responsibility of, oh, I'm enabling this type of behavior. So they just expect it at a certain point. Yeah. You know, so for her, it was like, you got to take a step back and say, oh, maybe this is a little bit my fault as mm-hmm. well, which maybe in this case, I don't know. And once again, we're just kind of shooting in the dark unless you give us specifics. Yeah. If if you're losing all of your friends, it could be there's something that you're misinterpreting too. Right. Interpreting, misinterpreting too. I mean, when people see our <laughs> friendship and everything, the vlogs and the happy times, like they're getting all the happy shit. Mm-hmm. And they don't get the pains that we went through as a group. Yeah. So – um, you know, I don't want to set up this false expectation, but at the end of the day, it is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like we're not recording the drama that we have within the group because that's just not the kind of channel we are. Yeah. Whereas other vloggers might record that shit. But I think like when people look at their humans, right, just relationship and humans in general, it's like they think we're supposed to be happy 24 seven. They think we're supposed to be like no problems. Like, Oh, you click. So clicking means it's effortless. And I'm like, I think that's the worst thing that's happened to humanity because you, you watch these movies of like perfect romance and like perfect friendships and, and there's no problems and everything's always positive and shit. And I think that's what fucks people up because you're supposed to be, annoyed at your family and and your friends like it's normal you spend enough time with anybody you fucking i bet you you annoy yourself if you're alone (laughs) and you think all fucking day you annoy yourself yeah it's gonna be annoying and i think as long as this human being has good intentions genuine traits and i know good intentions is subjective right because everybody doesn't think that they're shady Mm-hmm. Even if they're sh- being shady, they everybody thinks that what they're doing is right. Um, so, like, you have to put into perspective, like, do you and your values line up with them? Mm. And that's all you got to worry about. And it's like, can you feel like you trust them? Yeah. And And it's like, how do you find people like that? I think it only – it's a skill. Like, that's why they call it social skill. Right. Like it's not something that you wake up one day and then it's like, oh, 
I got it. Like, like just the other day we did this podcast with Mario and she was talking about how she was so innocent and sheltered that like she got fucked over a lot socially. And those things can burn people and make you afraid to want to make friends. Right. But, you know, if you keep challenging yourself, what ends up happening is you build this social skill and it's like you become a hound dog. You could sniff out bullshit before it happens. Yeah. But if, unless you go through this, you won't ever learn it. And I think that becomes um, something that holds people back or I think that's also why like now everyone's kind of more antisocial and they like to stay home because when you're dealing with people through text or whatever, it's not as harmful, I guess, as mm-hmm. like physically being there, building a relationship and then, and then having a falling out. Yeah. When I – dude, I remember <clears throat> when people were texting each other a lot back in the day. I used to hate texting. I used to only call. Like I thought, I thought texting was dumb. Like I yeah. genuinely disliked it. People yeah. would say, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like, Why don't you just call me and ask, and then we could discuss it. Yeah. But you know, after a while, I guess I don't even know when that switch happened. Where I where I preferred texting over calling. It's because time is valuable, man. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because we have when we have to contact like eight people about yeah, <laughs> it's it's more efficient. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I became an adult. That's why. Well, yeah. you know what though? Like anytime when it comes to things that needs more attention. I either pick up the phone or I meet them face to face because like I've got into a lot of miscommunicating texts, like especially when something's serious, right? Whether it's business or anything else, you're trying to explain yourself. You can't. It's difficult to do it over text. Mm-hmm. And then you'll I, I think sometimes text causes more problems like oh, in relationships sure. or whatever. So it's like if I got to sort out in my head, all right, is this going to take more than a, a, a few sentences to explain then I go, hey, let's talk later. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've been to so many frustrating situations. And then later when we talk face to face, it's like, oh, that's what you meant? Oh, I meant it like this. Yeah. And you're like, I hate that. I hate wasting time explaining myself five times. Yeah. I want to do it once. And then like, because most fights I've recognized comes with, it, it happens because there's not a clear line of communication. You're not understanding each other. And then I'm like, what are the things that's holding me back from understanding them? One is like, maybe I don't know their tone when they're, when they're typing. I don't know what's on their face. So I'm, maybe I had a stressful day. So I'm reading that text in a negative way, thinking that they're being negative, yeah. you know, or like, there's just a lot of these small little nuances that are very important in communication that I'm like, oh man, if this is a serious topic, like you got to do this face to face, hear their thoughts, give them a chance to explain themselves. And then you can figure out like um, if you can be cool and you can find a middle ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I don't think people do the work to try to fix shit. Like it's always like I'm going to win because mm-hmm. you hurt my feelings and I'm going to tell you how much you hurt my feelings and you're wrong. Yeah. That's that's basically how people don't evolve. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing, man. Like the... Human relationships are something that really takes a lot of time to curate and develop. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things on earth. Yeah, and when people say, you know, who are you really close? Like, you have so many friends, and I I genuinely have more acquaintances than I do have really good friends. I think that's the thing, too. People don't know the difference of, like, the the levels of closeness. Mm -hmm. If you notice that, like, a lot of people go, oh, you... You, you, you're tight with so many people. That's what they see or that's what they think. Mm. It's like I get along with a lot of people, but there's a difference. 
right? Like, like I think if you're not socially intelligent or socially versed, like people don't have layers of protection. Mm. What I noticed is like, like, and this is just coming from like talking to people who are more introverted and less social. They're, they're much more afraid because they're actually more, um, they're more loving in a way. Like not to say we're not loving people, but they, they give they a lot give, of fucks. They give <laughs> too much love and yeah. they don't know how to compartmentalize. They don't know how to like, hey, you only you only get like 25 percent love because that's how much you deserve. But we'll work till that 100. So like there's got to be different levels. I think that's like, if, yeah, yeah. That's if you're 100 like percent to everybody all the time, then you're going to get hurt. So you got to learn like. Hey, this now we earned ten percent in this relationship. You know, now it's twenty percent, and you got to keep going. And then it's not like a test, but it is because yeah. it's like how much trust and and how vulnerable can I be with this person? You know, you take steps toward it, but like a lot of people, like they just want to give it a hundred percent every time because they're like, oh, I don't want to. It's too much thinking. That's just like my. Um, that kind of just. Wraps back to my dad. Yeah. Right. He's so the same way. A hundred percent every time. hundred percent love yeah. and caring. I think that's the religious side of him. But when that burn happens, when you give a hundred percent and you get burned back to hundred percent, it hurts a lot yeah. more. And that's, that, that's kind of crazy because I, I definitely feel like that's what happened to my dad. And that's what I would see a lot growing yeah. up. And it made him into a person who is, he's not negative, but it's more, he's very wary of people now yeah. because Maybe in his case, he should be less wary of other people, but more cautious about how he handles his trust yeah. a lot. Because just because somebody, just because you do well by somebody doesn't mean they'll do the same back to you. And that's kind of the lesson that he learned. Yeah. And that's just one of those things that people have to learn when they when they really do give like out of their heart. Yeah. If you notice, a lot of our friends who, who claim they don't like people or they're more antisocial, they're some of the most caring people in the world. Yeah. Because they care so much and they're so sensitive. And then they give so much to the people. I think they get jaded because they don't get that same um, feeling or commitment that they want to give. And I'm like, y'all too thirsty, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I found out because I thought, you know, antisocial people just hated people. And I'm like, why? Yeah. What what's there to hate? Nothing happened. It's like, oh, that makes a lot of fucking sense. It's because they're extra sensitive. They're extra like the slightest thing goes wrong it hurts them a lot for me it's just like boom it bounces off and i'm like well who are you to me yeah yeah you said a few things but i don't know i could still like you yeah that that interpretation even when we say oh, oh that's a homie like that's a very loose term you yeah. know doesn't mean like I'm, I'm gonna call this guy up to, to be at my wedding or anything it yeah. just means he's an associate of mine he's a homie yeah and i have expectations like this person is not going to fucking come to my rescue. This person is not going to be there for me if things are going, you know, sour in my relationship. But I like their company. Yeah. There's a difference between enjoying someone's company and and they're my entertainment. They're my they're my like it's 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 kind of fucked up to say they're my enter- entertainment. But like in most cases why are you make friends? But you make friends to share a thing, yeah. like a like a hobby or like you like to get together and you fucking play basketball Mm. or whatever right like and then and then that might lead to like oh shit like we both um are into the same kind of girls and then we talk about girls or whatever or or whatever you know and and then there's different levels to it right and then 
you start finding more common ground and then you start caring about each other and then you start realizing that you both have maybe the same goals or or you believe in the same values and then you you're more like-minded and you just enjoy each other's company and then there's different levels but i think people don't know how to start that level and they don't know you know how to gauge what's right and you know it's almost like like they go oh should i wait three days to call her or should i like call her when i get her number yeah. You know, like there's these different things that people second guess and there's rules. They don't know what the rules are. There's a lot of things that kind of bleed into this, too, where it, it also bleed into people who say, oh, don't do business with friends. And this is where it kind of gets a little confusing because right. a lot of people who say, oh, this is I started this business with a friend. They really weren't your friend, though. No. They, you were a homie. Yep. And then you guys discussed something. And then you said, yo, that'd be a great idea if we got into this. Yeah. And you didn't really think about what. Your relationship is with this person because yeah. if this person was a friend friend like somebody really tight then you should have known about these habits that they've had yeah you know so. i mean we didn't do anything together projects wise Long until time. like three years or something into yeah. our friendship and uh, that's because i think you know me and you both are more like like we have that mindset where it's like i don't want to i don't want to just jump into anything but that's not to say that i don't trust you it's yeah. like well Let's see if something comes up that's mutually beneficial. Yeah. But you're right about this. It's like, oh, don't do friends. Don't do business with friends and family. It's like, you guys don't know each other. You guys got excited about the idea, but you didn't communicate. And I think that's the whole thing about friendship, right? Is like, you can comfortably be honest and communicate everything without being judged. Yeah. Or even if you do be judged, even if you are judged, you're not unaccepted. Yeah. Like, I could say anything, but I know that like, we're both accepting of each other yeah right so like i have the type of comfortable friendship with all of my friends slash business partners where even if it's written on a contract if i have a different slap feeling about it i could talk to them and i yeah. can be like hey so this is how i feel i think i fucked up when i wrote this contract this is how i feel today now i know by law i'm bound to this but how do you feel about it yeah and then I feel comfortable that I could open up that conversation with any of them and they might disagree, but I'm okay with that. You know, like, so that's what it's all about is the ability to be okay with just talking about everything. Yeah. And then making the friendship the priority, not the business or anything else. That's how, you know, like when they go, oh, you know, fucking, you should never do business with friends. It'll ruin your friendship. Nah, man, your friendship was weak. Yeah. Because the business... Or any other thing should never ruin a friendship. Yeah. If it was strong to begin with, you know, and wouldn't you rather have your friendship tested to yeah. see how dedicated they are? I would. I don't want to waste 15 years with someone just to know that I had a like weak friendship. That's because you're a gambler, baby. I, <laughs> I like to gamble, motherfucker. But that's how I am, though. Like, <laughs> I always told people, like, I rather have if if my girlfriend's going to cheat on me or my wife or whatever. Right. Like, I rather have them do it earlier then later. later. Yeah. Because if I spend so much more time with them, it's like, that's what makes it worse. Yeah. 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 And I think also too, we, 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 we take personal responsibility for a lot of the stuff that we do, which I, I feel from the people who aren't my close friends, they don't do that. They don't, let's say like in a business thing, like something yeah. messed up that I propose, I'm not going to say, 
oh shit, well, Joe, you didn't. I'd be like, oh shit, my bad, guys. This yeah, yeah, fucked yeah. up, you know? And I take full responsibility and yeah. then we try to move on from it, which um, is something that's very important for me in yeah. a business because every time I've had a bad business interaction because people did not take personal responsibility for the stuff they're that they messed up on. They don't want to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for me, as a business partner, I, I'll call things out not to shame you, yeah. but to say, oh shit, this is a problem in our business. Let's fix it. Yeah. I'm not saying you're dumb. It's yeah. just- I'm not going to just let it slide by because I'm worried about your fucking feelings. You know, same for me. You know, so one of the business that I had, it's, you know, I, I fixed it from the ground up. They know, you know, we went from like a business that was making $50 a day to averaging about 25 grand a month. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, that's what I did for it. So at the end of the day, when we had business problems, um, they, they, they brought that up. They go, well, I feel like when you bring things up, like you always make it feel like it's our fault. And I'm like, hold on a second. (laughs) You probably talk to them like they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, what's what's the problem then? Like, let me know. It's like, well, the other day you mentioned this, this, and that. And yeah. I was like, that's not me saying I have a problem with yeah. you. I looked at the numbers of the sales and right. I said, this, this, and this doesn't sell. It just turns out that you made it. That it's your thing. Right, because a lot of people take things personally. Yeah. And I think that's why you can't have like business and friends mix. Because yeah. you, if your friend's the kind of person that, that like let's say doesn't like to be challenged that doesn't like confrontation that doesn't like um to be wrong then they're just not mature yeah that's all it is it's, it was such a weird concept because when we had that meeting and i remember this was a while back and i and i took them i was like okay cool so if, if that's how you guys feel and i was like i'm not mad about that like i i want you guys to be happy so if you feel bad about me pointing out things that aren't doing well in the sales and i want to take it off the menu What's the solution? And also, too, how about in this meeting, you guys bring up something that I'm not doing right. Yeah. And then we'll fix it. Dead silence. It's because they don't know how to think solution-based. Yeah. All, you know, this is what's going on. Like, let's say you critique someone's, like, let's say I'm a chef, right? And you you could you critique my food. And then um, you say it's too salty. Yeah. And I go, fuck you. It's not salty. Yeah. What are you talking about? You don't know shit about food. You know what? No, 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 no. You didn't even go to cooking school, so you're irrelevant. Yeah. That's what ends up happening because you pretty much bruise this person and 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 some pe- a lot of people they identify themselves with the things that they do. So they don't know themselves, right? So it's like let's say you said something about their methods or actions are incorrect, mm-hmm. which is fucking valid. It's a business. And even as friends, you should be able to say shit like that. But when they hear that, this is what the only thing that they hear is you're wrong. Yeah. So that's all maturity though, right? Like it's it's like people that have an ego, they immediately want to protect that they're not wrong. They want to be right. And then nothing moves forward because all they're doing is focusing on how they're right. So when you ask them, okay, let's work on a solution. They're like blindsided, like, wait, solution? No, no, no. We don't need a solution because I'm doing everything right. Yeah. And that's and the, it's that- like, dude, that to me is a primitive mind. Like, you're not going to get anywhere in life thinking like that, but they're unaware. Like, there's like they don't have the capacity in their mind yet to understand that this is pointless. Like, it's not going to move anything forward yeah all they want to do is feel right so it's it's more like a feeling preservation thing yeah that 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 feeling part was a stuff that i didn't really understand because you know when we open up a business there's there's a lot of heart to it but you also can't deny statistics and numbers right well because your results right you want to move past it you want to get results you want to 
you want to build something, you have a greater good mentality. Yeah. You have to understand how selfish most people are mm. and they're unaware like how selfish they are. I, I think some people, they care more about preserving their self image than profit or effectiveness or, and, and once you realize that, I think like, it's kind of, that's why it feels pretty lonely. Like there's a lot of it. That's what the, a lot of people are. And that's why they're not successful. That's why they're yeah. not be able to challenge themselves to grow or anything. Nobody recognizes that they all have this issue. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, it's pointless, but it's, I mean, they don't even know that this thing called an ego exists. Yeah. It's, man, I wish I would talk to you about this before. Cause it was so fucking weird. Cause I didn't understand. I could not wrap my head around it. Right. Right. So they like for me, like, for example, like when I added something to to what we were creating and I, it didn't do as well as I thought it would. I said, take it off, you know, and then <laughs> you started arguing about how good it is. And <laughs> yeah. Even if even if numbers and statistics show that it doesn't sell well. Yeah. Or or if it's just a wasteful item and we lose money on it. Just, yeah, they just but it was my idea, David. I yeah. cared about it. I really want this. You know, it's like, yeah, it's not it's not paying these employees. It's not doing anything, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just for you. It's for you to feel good about your product. And like, I'm talking about people, this motherfucker, <laughs> this person created like this dish and then they ate it and they go, it's amazing. Right. And, and I ate it and I was like, this, I don't like it. It's not good. Yeah. Right. And they go, what do you mean you don't like it? I'm like, I, it's like, it's just, I don't like it. Right. And they're like, okay, well, well, I think it tastes good. I'm like, cool. Well, let's leave it on the menu. Fucking didn't sell for shit. Didn't sell for shit. Damn. And then they... We, well, you gave it a chance yeah. to see what the people voted and then they didn't. Yeah, you it know, wasn't a big deal. force it. I still gave it an opportunity. Yeah. And even afterwards, the I found out after I took it off the menu, they came back through the other part and like, yeah, they were pretty pissed at you. They took it off the menu. And I'm like, you were making us lose money. How can you be mad at me? You know? Yeah. Because it was, like like you said, it was, it's they wanted all, to be right. Yeah. So right. They're like, well, I know what's good. Yeah. Well, clearly you don't, you fucking sack of shit. Yeah. Because all of our customer base hated it. Yeah. The partners didn't like it. So what the fuck do you know? Maybe you should stop smoking fucking two fucking packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> then you might have taste buds, you slut bag. <laughs> Stupid yeah. bitch. As you can tell, I'm a little salty. It's <laughs> fucking shit. No, but what you're going through isn't unique. Like, yeah. This is the number one reason why I think people can't work in groups. People can't become more successful. People, It's like no one realizes the battle that they have is within themselves because everybody thinks it's everyone else. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's like, oh, you don't fucking know good food or you don't know good film or whatever, right? Like it, the problem comes when they identify who they are with what they do. It's yeah. like what they do is not who they are. Yeah. But then if you if you realize like how a lot of nerds, right? A lot of nerds be like, yeah, I'm so logical. I'm so logical. Everyone's so so fucking stupid. But they identify themselves with their intelligence or or or, or their skills. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have to debate like a motherfucker because they don't want to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Because if they're wrong, then they're stupid. And if they're stupid, then that that's not the image of who they want to be. Yeah, they don't take they don't take it as Oh shit! I fucked up. My bad, y'all. They don't feel apologetic for for you know what I mean. Because if I mess yeah. up, I mean I don't know if I should feel this way, but I'm like ah fuck, I fucked up, and I try to say uh, next time I won't do this again, and I'll I'll see what I'll do. Yeah. Uh, to 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 better this company, right? Because right. I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm right. thinking about everybody else. I'm thinking about these kids that we hired on. What you know, they have to get their bills paid, and if this doesn't do well, then they lose a fucking job. Exactly. 
But yeah. I mean, that's because you grew up in a business. Yeah. That's because you think about like how everyone is affected by your actions. Most people can't even think there because they've never been in a position where they had to think that way. Yeah. So I, I wish everybody had the opportunity to be a boss or to own a business, to hire people, because um, in most people's lives, you are dependent to somebody like we grow up. We're dependent to our parents. Right. And then like, um, you know, even the school system, when you're in college, you're dependent to your teachers. They yeah. they you know, you get your grades. That's what you're valued as or whatever. That's the economy of the school. Right. And then you go into the workplace, you're, you're given orders, you work, and then you want to please your managers, you want to do good at your job. So you're servicing as an individual to a higher being, like, like an authority figure, right? So a lot of people go, oh, you know, I, I don't know how to become independent. Well, yeah, like your whole life's been a dependent so now you want to act and think independent, but it's it's difficult because you've been trained all your life to just please your superiors and that's it. But what about your peers? What about group work? Like even nobody's done effective group work. If yeah. you've done group work in high school, college or whatever, like everyone wants to slack. Yeah. Right. But that's why it's like I get a lot of emails and, and fucking messages from from fans that are like, man, me and my friends want to get together and do this stuff. But nobody's motivated. No one shows up on time. How many times have you heard that? And we've experienced that too. A lot of fucking laziness. They can't just, they can't get together and do shit and do group work and be independent as and work as equals. And I think that transfers to the friendship. Yeah. Like, like it's difficult to have a group of friends because a lot of people are just all, all over the place and just worrying about themselves and not knowing like, yeah, hey, this is the, this is the fucking effort we got to do to have a dope as friendship that, that lasts a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot to think about, man. It's a lot to do and a lot to think about. But the cool thing is if you work at it, it's a guarantee that you're going to be better. Yeah. 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 And I guess just to wrap it all up, um, there's, there's no set equation for this shit. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're a young person, you're just going to have to get burned a couple of times to figure it out. And then, yeah. like Joe said, you'll, you'll develop that keen sense of smell and mm-hmm. you'll sniff people out eventually. But if you're going through a phase right now where you feel like you have to cut people out to better yourself, yeah, then that's just a part of the growing process. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're a piece of shit. And you, maybe you're the cancer. Yeah. Uh, and if you are, if you look back and you're like, oh shit, maybe I'm the one that's fucking up, then change your motherfucking ways. Yep. And you'll be good. But, yo, that, that wraps that episode. Yo, I like this thing, man. You guys should just send us shit. Yeah. Then we could help you guys out. We'll call this... No, it's still going to be called Genius Brain. But <laughs> remember, guys, uh, you guys can check us out on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all those audio platforms, specifically iTunes. iTunes. Give us that five star. Please. Leave in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube about stuff that you guys want to talk about. Bring Make personal stories. If you have something that you could be specific about, then we could help out even more. Yeah. So uh, we will see you guys next time. And um, Genius Brain out. Bye-bye.